Buenos Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Halijuku, a podcast about East Asian pop culture uh, from a couple of dudes from the East Coast of the United States. Uh, I'm Petey Rave. Uh, I'm excited for, for some things to talk about tonight. Uh, here with me, as always, is my tag team partner, my partner in crime, my, left, my right-hand man to my left-hand side. Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Cass. How are you doing, Cass? I am doing well. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm here chilling, chilling. Uh, of course, we talk about East Asian pop culture. Of course, we talk about, as we start off every episode, we talk about what's new, what's caught our attention since we last gathered. Um, yeah. So, Kaz, Kaz, what's going on? What's going on? So for me, uh, Seventeen is on their their comeback with their uh, new mini album, uh, which is You Made My Dawn. Um, and this is one of the songs from that called Home. And I like it. It has a, it has a long wind up. Um, it has like a really long wind up. Like it starts really slow and then it kind of does this progressive build thing. Um, and it doesn't have like a really hard drop, yeah. but there, there's just something I like about this. And I kind of like 17 style. Um, they've, they've had usually at least one or two songs on all of their minis that, that have interested me. Um, and then they've had a few misses here and there for me as a fan, but like, I I think they've just done like really quality work over over the time that they've been around, and uh, I think just just more quality stuff from them. Yeah, I think it has it has a nice uh, uh, build to it, and it, it has a nice mood to it, uh, and I think I think overall it, it works well. I think they perform well, and generally, I think yeah, generally seventeen. Uh, is more hit than miss. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not always a hit, uh, and I think they're pretty consistent. And I think this is just on, I think this is an example of that. It, 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 yeah, nice. I just haven't like I haven't full on bought into them, which is like like I'm not I'm not like standing seventeen in any way. It's just I like seventeen. It's like whenever I hear them, I'm like, damn, I like that. I, I like what I hear from them. Um, and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like. like no, yeah. no, nah, not, not wielding a fan light yet for for seventeen, but it's definitely something that is catching my attention more and more uh, whenever I pay attention to seventeen. And I definitely like them, but it, it's just they haven't super duper won me over yet, and I don't know why. Yeah. But all right, moving on from seventeen, we got a a bit of a collab project here. Um, there's a lot of names in this. Uh, Young B, uh, Y, Han, Han Yohan, and uh, Gilly Boy. So this is kind of a collaboration of a bunch of new artists between uh, Dingo and Indigo Music, um, which I think one label is Gilly Boys, and the other, if I am correct, is i'm trying to find it i know it was in here and i can't find it but um (laughs) it's just kind of a a bunch of young artists that that they've put on this track produced by gilly boy and i kind of like the sound of it um it's not any award-winning kind of thing but i think it's a fun like introduction to to some of the young talent on these two labels yeah 
I think it, 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 it's interesting. I think that there, there's a lot of it that works. It's very much like it's trying to emulate uh, a style for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's trying to emulate it very much. It, it's trying to emulate lean rap, basically. Like, uh, and I think it, it's interesting in the way it does that. Uh, Juki Y, I think that's how you, or Juki Way, or Juki yeah, I think so. Juki Juki Y. Uh, which which I will say, right? So she's the female portion of this song. If this song was just her, I think I would like it more. Yeah, because. It's, it's, I, hers part is weird in a way that's kind of like endearing. Like, yeah, and it's fun, and and it it's, it 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 pushes more towards fun than some of the rappers do. Um, yeah. I think the last uh, a couple verses in this song are are really good, uh, but the, there's a middle part that I can do without. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's yeah, it's like it, it's. It, it's it's kind of ebbs and flows. There's there's some there's some, uh, but you're gonna down. have that on on these kind of collaboration projects where you're just trying to kind of put people out there. Yeah, so it, it's an I think it works. It's an interesting showcase. Uh, yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Juki Y uh, in South by Southwest, and we're talking about that later in the headlines. But yeah, she's gonna be in uh, showcasing, I believe, at the at the Korean Night Showcase. Uh, South by Southwest, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what that entails. So I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. that. We'll talk about that at the headlines, like I said. Yeah. Um, All right. So last but not least, coming out of me uh, is a song by Key. Uh, and if you guys are not familiar with Key, Key is uh, one part of Shiny. Um, and he's been doing. He's basically this is his first album solo album. Um it's called what is it? Face? Face, yes. Uh it's called Face. There's some good tracks on here. And this one I really like. Uh uh with with some some verses and flows by Crush as well. And there's some other good uh features on this little this this album as well. Uh but Key definitely has a really good voice. I love the I love the choreo in this too. Like I love the style of this video. I love the way it's like shot. Whatever camera they used, like really took me in. Like I love that kind of hazy look that they went for throughout the whole thing. But like to bring it back around, uh, you know, like I've we we both have always had a lot of praise for Shiny, and we may not have ever talked about Shiny in its individual parts. Yeah. And I think something like this is just shows really well why Shiny was such a good group. Like this just ha- kind of has that shiny sound, but yeah. it's just key. But it, it it gives me that same feeling that Shiny gives me. And I love it. I fucking love it. I could eat it up all day. So like definitely go check it out uh Key's whole album. It's it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And especially the song. Yeah, this is this is a really good song and he is fantastic. Yeah, this is a, like very much showcases like his his piece of the uh, shiny puzzle. Um, yeah. And it's weird that I didn't like check this out when it came out because I know it came out like in November. Obviously, we were we're very sporadic yeah. in our episodes, but like uh, I, I, I'm I'm glad I finally checked it out. And I'm I'm probably gonna listen to the album because you know, shiny shiny holds a holds a uh uh. In, like a big place in my heart as as far as like the, the boy groups of K-pop. Uh 
you know, yeah. it, even you know, barring other circumstances, uh, they're all fantastic. Uh, you know, Key is fantastic. Tame is fantastic. Minho, uh, <coughs> brings it really well. Like, uh, they, they were all creative forces, and and as a group, they're fantastic. And um, I'm sad that now they're they're all their uh all their military enlistments are are coming soon. Uh, yeah, so, so. but this is where you get. I, I'm glad that <coughs> it doesn't just stop, and that we're doing stuff like this, where you can get the the solo projects for who has who doesn't have to do their military service now, which is yeah. what I've always like. I I always thought Big Bang was gonna do that, which they kind of have. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't always hit the same way. But this hit this. I don't know, man. This hit me in a, like a weird way when I saw it the other week and it was started listening to the songs and i was like holy shit how did i miss this yeah. uh yeah great stuff from uh key i always love shiny um all right speaking of uh uh i don't know things uh <laughs> so i've got some songs uh, a couple, of, I have a couple of things. So, what's new with me? Uh, also, is uh, the fact that uh, for, you know, I've got my prop here. Uh, Red Mare, Red Velvet is coming to town. Like I said, it's just around the mm-hmm. corner. I've got my ticket. Uh, I've got my merch. I've got. She bought the T-shirt and the fan light, uh, the Red Velvet fan light. I'm gonna be waving this like a fool in the middle of the crowd. The 35 year old dude in the the sea of the, the, all these people. Just waving, singing along to as many songs as I can, uh, like like a fool, and I'm, I'm and I don't care who knows it. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I, pro- I will have like, uh, I guess a recap, or or I'll talk about it next time we gather because it'll be probably afterwards. Uh, so I'll look forward to that. Uh, but aside from that. So from the excitement of Red Velvet finally coming to, to 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 or any K-pop group coming to my city, um, yeah, like I know uh, uh, before we, uh, we go too crazy, I know like all of uh, Blackpink's uh, Twitter and Instagram is just them talking about every daytime American TV show they're going to be on. <laughs> well, yeah, like they're doing yeah. Good Morning America. They're doing. Uh, Fallon, I think, or well, no, not Stephen Fallon. Colbert. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I knew it was one of those things. I I fucking hate late night shows. Um, but I know they're doing one of those. They're doing the like the Good Morning circuits. It's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I can't wait for clips of of old white people talking to K-pop groups and just not getting it uh, and asking them for... something about like Madonna or something. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for them to go like. Do you know Madonna? Oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't wait for the like one of the dudes to go. Oh, your English is so good. Like, <laughs> and then be like, "Bitch, <laughs> you cunt!" <laughs> I want yeah. them to call. I want. I want. <laughs> I want. Uh, I know Rose is the the Australian. Uh, so I want. I want them to, to just look at them and go, like, "You cunt." <laughs> uh but it's gonna be fantastic but i look forward to that it's gonna be hilarious uh but yeah moving on from that for the next time in red velvet and blackpink uh conquering america uh 
we have uh, some some new music, some some cool stuff, uh, a couple of interesting tracks. We have the for a debut, a very interesting debut, uh, very very auspicious. Mainly, I mean, mainly uh, from the from the fact of the the label that it's from, which is FNC Entertainment, and this is their new girl group, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like their now that more or less you kind of say that maybe AOA you know it's kind of like in a, in a different phase of their career um they 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 have to prepare uh, and they brought up with the new girl group there's always going to be new new girl groups but came out with the, the kind of teasing here and there and came out with more informa- information uh kind of almost a little out of nowhere but uh they came they debuted their group Cherry Bullet uh with their song Q&A yep. uh, mm-hmm. and it's fine it's it's a pretty yeah. uh, bog standard uh k-pop debut song uh, they're very much like i think the, the commentary that's been around i actually been like uh that they've been hedging their bets almost thematically like they've kind of like it's not cutesy it's not girl crush it's not sexy it's kind of like mm-hmm. just a just a little bit of everything it kind of almost hedging it's a it's a you're not sure where they're going yet you know what i mean because like they do a little bit of like outfit matching which is usually more towards the cutesy kind of school girly thing but then they're kind of all wearing different outfits not like like you said it's not super sexy it's just kind of like "Hmm? huh what do you think so far it's like it's like it's very much playing it up like a huh huh no huh yeah yeah i mean we could do more yeah <laughs> also also i know a fucking diva gun when i see one you motherfuckers i don't care how many bejewels you put on it i know a diva gun when i see one yeah. <laughs> you, like, went, you went to the corner store and bought that shit because you ran out of props <laughs> and then you put bejewels on it don't you lie to me i know what you did <laughs> Prop, um, it, it, it's hard to get props they, they, i think they spend all their money on that car that the sensationary but for me thought wise vocally it's it they sound fine vocally i i just wish they were on a more exciting track but that's a that's a wait and see and a come to see visually i visually i think visually i think they just kind of hid behind a little bit too much effect and like style wise like you said there's no there's no like there's no specification on them style wise which could could help i can them, take that or leave like, that yeah, yeah you know what i mean them, like because they, they, they don't lock themselves into a style like they don't define yeah. themselves into like following the same like girl crush yeah. sound that everybody's doing or a lot of people do because I, I, I think like Speaking of, since you're wearing it, like, I love Red Velvet. And for me, the thing that caught my attention was probably the songs after their, like, kind of initial phase of trying to... Well, actually, I liked one of their first few songs and a couple after that. But then they kind of fell into this, their personalities are amazing phase. So you fall out of the, the needing the unique box to put them in. Um, and it's fine. And I think like for you with Mama Moo, like Mama Moo instantly grabs you with their vocals. And as much as they kind of tried to play them up in their, their, their uniqueness, I think 
them being really good vocalists and really good showmen is what shines out. So I think here, what I'm hearing vocally sounds really good, I think. Um, I've only listened to it like once or twice, but what I'm hearing sounds really good. So maybe the the whole point of of not fitting them into a box is a good thing, yeah. which I'm, I'd be fine with. But I definitely want to hear them. I, I I need to hit. I need them to hit those those like bangers, those twice type tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need I need them to hit that yes or yes or that that da 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 or something yeah. like that. I need them to have one of those or an ice cream cake or something like that or or. Uh, mm-hmm. Or an ex- you know, some like a, a good quality AOA track, if, if anything, like uh, yeah, like a Saplin Saplin or something like that. Yeah, you know, something on that yeah. level. There's something that stands out. Uh, but it, it, it's prom. The 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 key thing is that the from what we hear, it's promising. From what here, the, mm-hmm. what we have here is promising, and we look forward to to uh, what they have going forward. Um, moving on. So the a new track from Tiffany. Now, just uh, now, fully Tiffany Young. Uh, she's kind of uh, ramping up into uh, her upcoming EP release. Uh, that's also going to like parlay into like a little showcase tour, which is interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. But she pr- released a track uh, on uh, on you know she released a, a track in the anticipation of that, uh, and it's called Born Again. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, the, the this one it's fine, it's nice. I think she sounds really good. Her voice, I think, fits the song really well. Uh, I think like that there's there's a lot to like about the the how the song is paced, how the song kind of like is structured. Mm-hmm. I think uh, <coughs> what somebody I think I, I don't know how because I'm I'm not familiar with like uh the music, but somebody kind of like summed it up a little bit as like Ariana Grande light, <laughs> uh, in, in a sense, which I, I can see how that, that's a, that's a, well, you kind of like pull from, but I, I think it, I think it, it's, it's fitting for Tiffany's voice who, you know, if I'm going to be honest, I, if, if I'm going to get Ariana Grande's music uh, from somebody, uh, from Tiffany's voice, uh, that's a, Plus for me, because <laughs> I much prefer listening to Tiffany's voice than Ariana Grande's voice. If I'm being honest, um, but I think it, I think it works well. I think I think it's 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 a nice song, and I think it mainly makes me hopeful for like the next step for, and especially the yeah. EP. Uh, what, what it, it's think? a like. <clears throat> It's a middle album track. It's not like a it's not like a hot single. It's, yeah. it's very It's very middle track. That's what it sounds like. It just sounds like the middle track of an album where you're just kind of like, "Oh shit, I've been listening to this whole album. What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> like like you you're like six songs deep and you're like, "Oh shit, I only meant to listen to that one track." All right, whatever. You know what? Fuck it. I'll listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, like, it, it's not bad, but it's not like, like you said, it's not, it's not the greatest thing, but it's definitely, I, I, I think it's, it's, 
good for her voice. It's good for her vocal. It's good for her visual. It, it it does all the things for her for what she's presenting well. And I think that's where it needs to be. And yeah, down with it. So I'm looking forward to, to more things from Tiffany. So uh, this is this is a good sign of that. Uh, but moving on, the real banger uh, for me. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, we have CLC. Uh, they're once again in the zone. Uh, CLC are back. They, Cube Entertainment has not abandoned them, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is a, a f- fantastic and, and exciting. Uh, they came back with their sa- song "No" uh, for the their mini album number one or no one, uh, depending on how kind of you want to interpret it. But it, it this is this song is fantastic. I I'm thoroughly enjoying this song. It's a it's a little bit unconventional as far as like the the hooks and and as far as like the well the, it's the not the four hook. minute sound that they were on <laughs> like it's not the four minute this is more uh, black dress than it was hobgoblin like than it's yeah. hobgoblin which is which is nice and I think going back to what worked with black dress uh which was another song that wasn't four minute but was a little bit stronger and a little bit more fierce uh and had a nice like diverse sound it it, it it's it's it works for them and i think that they're like you know they kind of in a weird place where they they are trying to kind of find their they've been trying to find their style and their sound and i think yeah. this is what works for them this like strong yeah. confident song that is a little bit different as far as like structurally speaking i do love that uh it was co-written by g idols soyeon <laughs> so like uh, apparently now I guess Soyeon is not just the G Idol uh creative powerhouse, but she's gonna be writing songs for all the uh Cube Entertainment. I'm looking forward to her what songs she provides for Pentagon uh in the <laughs> future. Um <coughs> She's gonna she's I'm I'm also looking forward to seeing what how she buys with all her songwriter credit money. Uh all them royalties. But no, I, I uh I like this, right? So I I I didn't <coughs> think I was gonna like it, but I I actually like this. I like I like the build up. I like the the drops. I like the hype. I love the the vocal thing that they're doing here. Like like um I I love the way that like kind of the the I don't know. I just like it. It, wor- it works, like you said, right? Like and I kind of thought. Like Hobgoblin was a really strong, like that was one of their first songs, right? Like, yeah, or, well, they've been um, around for. There was one of their like, there's they've been around, so they had like a couple songs before that, but they were just kind of like this, like, you know, this okay group that was like doing this cutesy thing, and then it was like mm-hmm. Keanu decided, well, I'll, you know what, I'll save you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so so Hobgoblin becomes like their standout. And then I feel like I feel like the thing is everyone else at Cube doesn't know what to do with them. But it seems to be whenever you mention somebody else kind of putting their fingers in it who who is better at these things is when they stand out, right? So like Hobgoblin stands out because it's it's that direction by Hyuna and and kind of taking that four minute sound and putting it here and these girls 
emulated it really well. And then, like, here, like you just said, like, somebody else from a a very established kind of era of K-pop puts puts words into this song that I think just... I I don't know. I I think it's, like... I don't know. I think whoever is their, their normal producer and directors and stuff like that have no idea what to do with them. And I just feel like somebody just better established needs to to help them because they they're amazing the times i do listen to them and and like the song songs i have heard from them but there are really slow ass boring ass songs that i've heard from them you know what i mean and and some of those are the older ones like you said like you know from from probably their initial debuts and shit like that but like Mm. Yeah. I, I just feel like if they stay on this course, then I'm fucking down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really well, down. I do love well, them, them getting a songwriting help from one of their junior groups, like like the, the <laughs> newly debuted idol, but uh, which works because, uh, like, uh, by all accounts, they're, they they're both groups are very good friends with each other, so the, so it's really cool. But yeah. uh, I think yeah, th- this is definitely kind of more. Li- leaning closer to like i said black dress which came a little bit after hobgoblin and i think mm-hmm. is a, is a, is a is a is a is a nice kind of example of what definitely works for them i think uh visually this this video works for them because they kind of like instead of like having a uniform look they kind of especially just fitting with the theme of the song that you can't it's about not being f- put into a a you know, uh, uh, a not being put into a a box. You know that each uh, each person has their own style. Everybody gets kind of stylized in what fits for them. Uh, you know, <coughs> kind of looks cutesy. Uh, Sunyun looks fantastic, incredibly hot. Uh, Yeon looks great. We kind of with her with her new kind of hairdo and like you know, fits with the style. And I think yeah, I, I think overall it just. It works well for them, and I'm looking forward to them continuing this path, and hopefully it succeeds for them. Uh, but yeah, uh, that brings us to the end of another. Uh, it brings us to the end of what's new. Uh, so we're gonna transition over to the headline segment. So join us on the flip side. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our headline segment. We'll be talking about topical topics in the world of East Asian pop culture. Things that are going on, things that are happening. Um, things that Having are a moment, popping. I think my lights are uneven. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get down to it. So, some exciting stuff. Uh, we finally... Because I've kind of been, like, keeping an eye out, hopefully waiting, kind of, like, trying to find out uh, this information. But we finally got, uh, just a little while ago, some uh, final information on what the Korea Showcase, Korea Spotlight now these years, was going to be at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm going to be there, as I've been for the past few years. Um, I've, I've secured, I've, I've like a crazy person, I went ahead and secured a wristband, wristband again um 
because it's just it's going to make things a whole lot easier. Uh, but the key thing, so the key thing is the info on Korea Spotlight. Uh, so we have Coca Korea Creative Content Agency. It's back for the seventh annual South by Southwest Music Festival Showcase. Celebrate uh, lucky number seven, Korea Spotlight presents another stellar lineup. Uh, so, so what's this lineup? So let's get let's get it here. So it's going to be, uh, it's an experimental beat maker by the way, Kidara, uh, hip hop duo mm-hmm. by the name of Triple X, uh, rock group Jambinai, uh, which I, was, I think we talked about before, but uh, I'm not sure. Uh, probably not. Well, we might have, but we'll, we'll, I'll look at it. Uh, Hitchhiker's back, uh, who was fantastic when when I saw him. A few, a couple of years back, uh, and I imagine it's going to be just him doing a weird ass DJ set. Uh, and then the the marquee uh, performers is going to be Chungha, formerly of IOI, and, and now a fantastic solo star, and your boy's icon. Mm-hmm. And I will say this: when they announced when they announced the boy group, I I I I got scared. <laughs> because that was that was always my my fear which is like when they Uh add a boy group to this it's gonna change and maybe not for the better some girls gonna throw elbows bro they will throw elbows they will they will they will beat ass to get close to the stage and like my my i have i have i have worries i have worries about the physical pain and also, I'm worried about uh, a bu- a, a, this place being filled with a bunch of fan uh, icon fangirls uh, sitting there doing nothing for most of the night until icon show up, <laughs> which is like, yeah. uh, like that makes for a not fun night when you're there to like watch a bunch of different artists and watch a bunch of different you know styles of music and and see not just icon and Chungha but hitchhiker because he's he's gonna go out there and he's gonna fucking bust out a dj set that's gonna be fantastic and you're just gonna i know i'm just gonna stand there and dance like it's just gonna be a section where i just stand there and dance like for for the whole as a setup and then a bunch of other uh fantastic artists uh but yeah you were you were gonna start to say what did you think of the lineup overall I mean, I, I think the lineup fine. You know, the the only thing that like kind of caught me and that I was gonna say was just that, um, which which plays into the like people just waiting for Icon is like, I think Icon over the last couple months have like put out music that is actually worth listening to. <laughs> yeah, like like I I don't know what's happened. I don't know if they're stealing all the winner songs, but like. <laughs> Like yeah. their last few, their last few solo drops and video drops have been really good. So it's just, mm, yeah. it, it's caught me by surprise. Yeah, Love Scenarios kind of been that song that's been the major hit for them, like the mainstream hit for them, because mm-hmm. that's like the song everyone knows, like the, the song that everyone like uh, talks about and covers on like TV shows, and apparently like kids are really into it and teenagers are really into it and like. Um. So and like of course, 
uh, we, we've had a couple of songs that recently that we featured on here and, and talked about and have enjoyed. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Of course, Chung Ha is pretty fantastic. She doesn't have a, a huge breadth of the music, but hopefully she, she, she has enough that she could perform an entire, like a 45 minute set for more or less. Uh, cause that's what basically that's how and, these showcases are. Yeah. And there's, a, there's also going to be like so much other music stuff to check out. Like, yeah. Like, if, if you are going and, and even if, even if you are going for just the Korean spotlight, which, you know, is our is our main bread and butter here to talk about. I, I think it's one of those things. If you're going to be there anyway, pop your head into some of the other music events and just yeah. check stuff out. Like so, just yeah. just hear things, listen to things, see things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's so, such a big thing that I feel like it's it's worth checking out a little bit of everything. Yeah. So let's look at because uh, I have a really great like. Uh, so I have the, the entire South by Southwest schedule. So you can like, go look through there. Uh, if you log in, make a login, you can even like tag groups or artists to keep track of their schedule. I have another uh, list that's a little bit better for my needs at atxconcert.com. Uh, it has all of the artists in one page, uh, which is going to make this part easier because we're going to go ahead and look through all the, all the artists of different uh, countries. So we're talking about Korean artists. Uh, of course, Chungha, uh, Cold yep. out of uh, Gangnam, South, you know, South Korea. Uh, which is he's going to be a, a singer-songwriter. He's signed to High Ground. Well, was signed to High Ground. Establishes <laughs> uh, his artist duo Off and Off uh, under YG Entertainment. So he's going to be performing. Go keep an eye out for him. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I broke everything. Uh, <laughs> so... Not to get to to belabor the point, but of course we have Cold, we have Hitchhiker, we have Icon, uh, we have Kirara, as I mentioned before, Triple X, we have Juki Vai, uh, who mm-hmm. we just talked about. Uh, she's not going to be at the. I guess I, I had remembered it wrong. She's not going to be at the career showcase, but she's going to be there, uh, probably doing some different like uh, in, like hip hop industry showcases and like especially like if she's there, it's probably going to be like a featuring various Asian. A hip hop artist, so go check it out. Go, you know, flag her, see see what her schedule yeah. is going to be as they finalize. We have Sifika, uh, Dual Bud, uh, Big Phony, who's who's fun. I remember he's he's cool. He's he's fun and dry and sarcastic, and he he performs really well. He he's, has a movie that he's probably promoting as well. Uh, but he's going to be performing. Uh, Drinking Boys and Girls Choir, Jambi and I, like we said, and Say Sumi, who are fantastic in D band. Um, uh, who I've seen before and, and they perform really well. They're probably going to be doing various things around uh, around South by, so you just keep track for them. Uh, so we talk about Japan. Groups like food. Uh, I'm just going to read these out to, so for people that might recognize them. Uh, Fudutori, uh, Makina, or Machina, Makina, Asterism, uh, Chai. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. We have... Regularly, Rennick Bell. Uh, let's see. Rennick Bell with no description. We have uh, The Perfect Me. We have DYGL, X Girl, JP The Wavy, Otto Bokeh Bieber, who are fantastic. Fantastic all girl punk rock band. 
super fun. Probably going to be a Japan night. This is another show. Finally, I'm going to get to go to Japan night again because that's it's going to be Friday. Uh, the other thing I didn't mention about this career showcase is it's going to be on Wednesday. And it's going to be on a bigger venue. Which, so, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, Stereo Girl and uh, Yahiel. Yeah, uh, yeah, so the other thing, it's going to be on the Wednesday, the uh, March okay. 13th. Uh, it's going to be at a much bigger venue. The last couple of years has been at the Belmont, which is fantastic. I'd, I'd say... Uh, the one sad part is that uh, I think we're going from an outdoor venue like the Belmont to an indoor venue. We're not going to have the what was the cool part of the of Korea Showcase, which is everything happening in kind of like in the open Texas air while you're kind of like chilling, listening to music. Uh, of course, chilling by, by chilling, I mean shoulder to shoulder tight with a like a thousand or so other people there to see the Korean yeah. pop artists, but. Uh, unable to move to even get water, but it was still a cool venue, and I, 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 I might check out what else they have going on there because just because I think the experience, the kind of like open air concert going is fun. Uh, but they're going to be going to uh, ATX Live, uh, no, no, not ATX, ACL Live uh, at the Moody Theater. Uh, it's, it's a different venue. It's uh, from right here, a much bigger venue, and there's apparently no bad, <laughs> bad spots to be at the venue, which is mm-hmm. huge, uh, huge for like uh-huh. everybody going. Yeah, it's one of those like the, the everybody the the experience is fantastic no matter where you're you're standing or sitting. So really cool stuff. Uh, so. Keep an eye out for that. If you're going to South by Southwest, keep an eye on the schedule. Tag your, your artists that you're interested in. Uh, I have the links in the show notes. So do do that uh, and see me out there. Holler at me. Uh, moving on to a follow-up. Kind of a crazy follow-up to a couple episodes ago. Coco uh, Sodi uh, officially disbanded. Mole Entertainment uh, releases lengthy rebuttal of Coco's claims. Uh, so, as everybody with a brain has been known for a while, due to, no, due to the ongoing drama, Coco's already disbanded. According to their company, Mole Entertainment, more relevantly, however, is that they wanted Coco to make a public apology for fo- following their threat of legal action, but she refused, so Mole accused her of breach of contract and defamation. And then went to Facebook, and, well, they had a lot to say. <laughs> um... I should say again, uh, discretion. Uh, I get uh, just in case anybody cares, but I did kickstart the her album Sugar Cake, and I ha- am a, a subscriber to her on YouTube, to Coco. I mean, so just in case if anybody gives a shit about that information, there it is. Um, but. I mean, I'm not going to go through this all because it is, man, this is like, I could have, I could have, I could have handed this in as a term paper when I was trying to do college. Like this is, this is, uh, research. All this needs is a, a bibliography at the end. Like, <laughs> uh, it, but it basically goes through kind of like the different claims. Uh, it kind of shot, shoots down a lot of, um, uh, 
At least attempts to shoot Sounder gives their the company side to uh, several claims on Coco's side. Uh, provides pretty plausible uh, uh, rebuttals on a lot of the stuff and does not leave things looking good for Coco out of all this. Uh, of course, this is still, you know, she said, they said. This is still mm-hmm. both people, you know, with dogs in the fight. So giving their sides of the story. So nothing is set in stone, but it's not a good look for Coco out of all this. Did did you get a chance to read through this thesis? Uh, not really, because I figured it was just mostly legal <coughs> kind of yarging and, and like uh, accounts of of stuff for the defamation and, and things like that and all that kind of kind of yes yeah like uh it there was, there was some like there was some key points i'm trying to remember there was like pointing out you know the fact that the it was, you know they, they she claimed that they had not supported her comeback but they you know they obviously helped get it released and they let her you know do a kickstarter uh, some uh, accusations of her flaking out on like TV show appearances um, and you know, kind of like a, a, a little and the, they do make some claims of uh, her them giving her an inch and she taking a mile and uh, if you look through them it's I mean I will I will agree uh, with <laughs> with uh, Asian junkies kind of kind of little snippet here of like this is well documented well researched you know like like this is very like it it doesn't at any point go off on a tangent it is very like brick by brick by brick like this is this is like very 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 like well versed yeah i think uh so it's it's one of those things where it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's a shame that kind of went down this way um she it it very much feels like uh, Coco it's kind of like was trying to do a little bit of a, a hustle there uh some parts which i think is going to might work for her uh but man it's i i almost like marvel and and uh at why why she went for the uh bridge burning <laughs> like tactic like uh i mean it it's it's probably it, it's probably just a really weird situation where sometimes even everybody coming to the table with the best of intentions doesn't create the best thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to frame things after reading such a like a well fucking first thing. Like I got a couple paragraphs in, but like you if you look at it purely from their standpoint it's like 
we tried and these things were great, but then this would happen and we'd have to go back to the like to the drawing table and we were trying to be you know as forthcoming as possible with them and we were trying to do things that we could in in timely manners but you know people didn't take their job seriously you know what i mean like like they're very well versed in their work ethic thing and i think the problem like you said for her for her side is she kind of just aired her grievances you know what I mean? Like in a, and in a in a very in, very calculated way of using using her English for you know audience like yeah, but but it, it, I I hearkened it to a situation with some hockey players who were airing their grievances in in what they thought was a private setting, right? Yeah, and for her it was being done in a public setting but almost with a with maybe a private mindset like oh i can say this here because it doesn't matter um but now you kind of take this and you, and you might might like you said you might look at it and try to pick apart the things she said like i always try to i always try to stay very framed on everything and i i think it might just be a situation where not everybody could get along. You know what I mean? Like, no matter the intentions you come with, no matter how, how great they are, sometimes you just can't gel with yeah. people. And sometimes, like, uh, sometimes... Yeah. Um, so, like, like uh, a couple of things. Like, even so, uh, uh, in addition, uh, Coke, uh, in, in the statement, in addition, Coco's course of contractual violations has created a number of conflicts between two of major mm-hmm. broadcasting stations in Korea and the company. Her decision of choosing her personal YouTube channel schedules over prearranged broadcasting programs offered by the company is one example. Coco's rationale was to follow where the money, where more money flowed, even if it meant overstepping what was agreed on the contract. As a result, the company not only had to repeatedly apologize to the TV broadcasters, but also involuntarily was forced not to reschedule her in TV broadcasting shows anymore in order to prevent possible scheduling accidents in the future. Uh, The company never filed grievance against Coco's contract violations and said we continue to support her career as an entertainer by providing a manager transportation relevant expenses. Uh, yeah, See, like I, I, I think it almost sounds like it almost sounds like a situation of somebody who, on, on in Coco's framing, right, who's trying to hustle, who's trying to, and not in a bad way. Not, I don't, I don't mean hustle in a bad way, but like, oh, there's this opportunity over here. Yo, let me, let me, let me try to grind on that opportunity. But when, when you're with a management agency who has deals and partnerships and things like this, and they're like, well have a deal with them you know what i mean like like yeah that is a great opportunity for you but that makes us look bad and and probably on her framing and her mindset like yeah but it's a great opportunity for me why would i not take that you know what i mean like and and maybe that is where the gelling doesn't doesn't happen you know what i mean like like you look at an opportunity and you're like well yeah i want to take that opportunity it furthers it furthers my career. But when, when you have people whose job it is to further your career and you overstep that the, the, the jobs that they're doing in the background, 
sometimes when they don't tell you what they're doing because it's like, well, I don't want it, to. It's it's very weirdly. It's like, yeah, if you've ever if you've ever followed a YouTuber who you think they run their channel, but they work for like they there's a background company that that helps them with their advertising and and helps yeah. them with like whatever stuff they have and then they're like oh i have this thing oh well i can't talk about it but you know there's so there's a thing coming up on the chat i don't actually i can't say anything about like it, it's yeah, it's a, a situation thing. like, it's like that the secret like, work for full screen or some shit <laughs> like uh yeah but yeah. like i was like <laughs> you have things you want to say but you're like wait can i i don't think i can talk about that wait like well, the, so there's the a more, meeting on tuesday more, about it you know what i'm more, not gonna mention it <laughs> the more direct analogy i would say is uh we talk about uh on rooster season we talk about achievement hunter uh mm-hmm. like the, it's a bunch of you know personalities on achievement hunter they all work there they're all rooster teeth employees uh but pretty much all of the core members that are the achievement hunters all stream when they go home like Jer- jeremy dooley ryan haywood they all have the uh, you know jack does uh alfredo obviously does he's like uh does his things they all stream but after they leave the office and when they go home they still have a job (laughs) obviously they have (laughs) streaming and that that's a that's building their personal brand and they have things and they have fandoms just circulating on that but they still have a job like they still go in the morning at some point and go to the office in austin texas and do stuff at Achievement Hunter because that's their job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Except for Gavin Free, but that's just because he's got other things. Well, 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 man, this is a really this is a really weird analogy we're on. But in in of this analogy, you you take somebody who also worked in that setting, who was uh, a guy named Ray. Ray worked in that setting with them and did the same thing. He would go home and he would stream, but he also created a streaming channel for them with, before they decided, like, oh, streaming's a, a thing, an, an option we can have. And he had a lot of control over the, the stuff that they did for stream. But when it became a thing that was run by the company, he was a little annoyed by it. You know what I mean? Because it was like, oh, I had all this this control over this and it was it was great and it was it was something we could do that added you know value to the fans but now it's a company controlled thing you know what i mean and it became more annoying of a thing and he was like i could just i in myself could just do that and that's what he did he left the company to just stream because it was a better opportunity for him it was a better he had better control over how he had to over the things he got to do he didn't have to wait for a yes from a yes for a yes from a yes yeah. for a no you know what i mean like it's like oh can we do this thing all right well i gotta ask this guy and this guy has to ask this person and this person has to ask this yeah. person and then these people have to have a meeting and then if all of them say yes then uh we can think about it yes, <laughs> like, yes. and then know, like, like but but and then but here's the thing at at, at on on all that around all that and, and based off on that before he left, he still showed up to go to work. <laughs> he yeah, still showed yeah. up to work. So, like, even yeah. he, like, yeah, you know, he had, you know, issues of, like, where what was going on with his job. He still showed up to work. And then he, you know, he he left and he said goodbye. And, and then he moved on to his career. But, like, 
you know, while he still had a job and what he still played. So yeah, you know what? You know what's a better analogy for us for K-pop fans is Amber right now, right? Like, like Amber got into a situation where there was obviously a Creative coming to an end her. of the group that she was in, right? But still fulfilled those contractual obligations up until the point where she could be like, okay. I no longer want to do another contract with you guys. I'd rather go out on my own and do things. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you have which, contractual which obligations you, that you, which you think, have to. I think she's still technically under contract. I don't know if they've even officially parted, but like, yeah. Just, just but like, but it's it's you have you have obligations to fulfill as the job is right. So you you work within your confines. Um, as best you can, but yeah, you you can like I, I, yeah, hustle. You know what I mean? Like I'm all about the fucking hustle, fucking hustle, hustle, yeah. fucking every day, every day we hustling. But you gotta learn how to be tactful about it. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of things back and forth, uh, especially with kind of her dealing her saying a lot of things about how she, you know, she was treated and yeah. where like there's. There's dispute with her telling events. I uh, in here they talk about how well obviously we didn't tell you about Sori's comeback, but we also didn't tell Sori about your comeback. Like we just yeah. we figured you were two separate artists that that it was none of anybody's business, but the person who were working on, it, especially when they weren't sure, it, th- we we weren't going to announce it to the public. So you know, like there was no reason to tell you about it because we we weren't ready to announce it. So. Which is understandable. Again, he, she said, they said. Uh, and then, like, uh, what's the other thing? It, it, it's, it's one of those like, it, off of that, um, it was the other point that I was going to bring up. Um, uh, I, I forget. But I think at the end of the day, it, it's going to be what. We're we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. Basically, off of this, uh, yeah. we're gonna have to see what what happens. Uh, there's obviously uh, one of the things that, like I've always said, I I always you know I've historically leaned towards the artist as opposed to the company. Obviously, we generally do, um, and you know even then, like even with this, even with this, I'm I I'm not gonna sit here and go, oh, Coco's canceled you know drive her out of town you're canceled and like mm-hmm. you're a you're a snake and uh you know I'm not, <laughs> like it's like and, and people are and i and like a lot of people on the on on the internet uh i don't know if you know this but a lot of people on the internet get to be uh, really emotional about things uh but it, it, there's been a lot of eagerness uh in either in both directions uh, to want to like with each like revelation to want to dunk on the other side, mm-hmm. like people wanted to dunk on the company. It was like, oh, this company's terrible. And then with this stuff, it's like, oh no, Coco's a snake. Let's cancel her. She's out of this industry. Boo, boo, this woman. And it's like, uh, okay, how about we just say, wait <laughs> to see what happens, like. There's probably there's probably like the way on the bond balance it looks like it's 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 
an ill-advised their grievances uh, by someone who probably didn't have as much of a a leg to stand on as she thought she had. Uh, but of mm-hmm. course, we're getting all this from the company who has a vetted interest in getting their narrative out there as well. So, like, we're not we're not getting and nothing is coming from a a you know a vetted third party. This is everybody has a dog in the fight and everybody to say what their side says so like we could infer some things and we can lean towards some things but it's not we have no reason to want to just dunk on anybody or cancel anybody or want to get too eager behind you know uh attacking anybody uh, on either side and and one thing for this argument is that it's definitely an argument between coco and the company uh one person who has nothing to do with this only you know only by tangential you know connection and you know uh and you know anecdotal you know by by just being there but really has nothing to do with this and shouldn't be attacked or or gone after or involved in this whatsoever is sorry <laughs> cuz no one has yet to claim coco hasn't claimed to come nobody has ever yet to claim that she was behind any of this she did anything all she did was show up Want to be a singer, a dancer, want to be an entertainer, and do a really good job at it. And be slightly more marketable than Coco. That's all she did. So nobody go after Sodi. Nobody. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, I think that's it. That's all that I have to say about that. Uh, and that's all there really is to say about that. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Look, good luck to everyone involved. <laughs> uh, all right, couple of last like uh, quick things. There's a lot of links, but mostly quick quick things. Uh, we'll talk about the fact that, that we've gotten some teases from JYP's new group Itzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I still don't know how I feel about the name, but the the styling is looks good. And kind of the the feel feels good. It the main thing that's intriguing is this paired with some rumors uh, that John Somi is going to debut sometime in like the second quarter of this year, somewhere around March April. Uh, and mostly just because like I think about like you know why she left JYP, and I'm like. I won't, like like I wonder if the I I wonder so there's been a lot of speculation about like if there was going there was a lot of rumors that there was going to be a sixteen two like a season two of sixteen like what made twice the show that made twice yeah uh but there was also a lot of like like reports of the five members that are now in Itzy being spotted with Somi at like a twice concert and. Four of them at another concert, so it seems like it was a de- decided group to begin with. And the only reason I bring this up is I, I kind of like wanted to to. Well, I was looking at that and I was wondering, and it's like, I wonder if if there was going to be a sixteen to, you know, for the the. Vi- you know the 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 visage the, the 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 just for the the pomp and circumstances where they get back around to the group they were deciding anyways you know 
is in a reality TV, of course, it's things mm-hmm. are predecided and predetermined. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that they would go, you know, just to, as a have a survival show where they end up with the group that they already wanted, and uh, and maybe that was the thing that was like, still me was Joan still me was like, nah, I I don't want to do this again. <laughs> like it all started when I couldn't make it in the first sixteen. I'm like it's all going back circles. Like like I want the next yeah. step, not go back in circles. Uh, which I could definitely see how that could be. And then her leaving, prompting JYP to go. How about we just debut them now so that we don't add to that narrative? <laughs> like I don't know. What, 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 did you have any like thoughts? Am I, am I crazy? Like. No, I don't think you're crazy. I think I think it's either it's either something fell through marketing wise, like they weren't going to get advertising or something like that 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 you know m- makes that enticing. Or like you said, maybe they maybe they looked at the landscape of it and they were just like, let's just do this the normal way because that's just I like nobody felt like doing that. You know what I mean? Like th- yeah. that shit happens, man. Where people yeah. are just like, I not not again. I can't. Can we just yeah. do this the normal way? <laughs> like, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what Itzy's coming. The, they're debuting this basically this Monday as of you know, this recording. So we'll have to see. And mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna be like, there's gonna be part of me to look at that group and wonder where would Somi have had fit in this. Like just yeah. to, just to see, and then like. Comparing it when, even when Somi does debut, what she goes for and how successful she is at that. Uh, so, like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, just like I'm, I'm cautious when it comes to someone who I think is a girl group member more than she is a solo artist. But I also don't yeah. want to ever. I don't ever want to poo-poo on people gambling on themselves. So. I don't know. Uh, that being said, all right. Moving on. Uh, Brian Eyed Girls are coming back. Four years. <laughs> I just want to talk about this. There's nothing really to dwell on. I just want to kind of like finish off the episode on a really uh, high note. Uh, Brian Eyed Girls are coming back. Uh, so, in somewhat surprising news, Brian Eyed Girls were reportedly making a comeback. And actually, this is now we can call this, this is what you call a comeback. <laughs> this is what you call a comeback uh in the first yeah. half of 2019 their first in four years the members have dropped hints about this but many groups give fans lip service does anyone's actually happening is definitely cool uh it's a corner group uh, a report by sports show sun uh and i also included uh Mirio's, uh interview with grace on grace's uh, crazy grace on her youtube channel because she mentioned <laughs> it that's the first hint I found out of her mentioning this. Uh, the possibility that they were going to come back this year. So she like she just said it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then like this this report came out. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Brown Eyed Girls are 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 pretty legend are legends. <laughs> like they're yeah. 
Yeah. You know what? At this point, like, you want to call them legends? I, I, you're hesitating to say that, but yeah, no, you can say it. It's, it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, like, they are, they, they, and th- their music has been legendary and fantastic. Like, like, even just like that last comeback was fantastic. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, like, I remember, like, it, they pointed out, like, the songs that were the, the part of that, and I was like, those were dope those are bangers uh and that was like later to their career and now we're gonna have more from them uh it's just fantastic are, are you are you as excited as i am um so my excitement is is on hold because i need it to be real first yeah i need i need I need it to happen, and then once it actually happens, I'll be excited. But like, it, it's very like a, uh huh. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna we, keep my eye that on that video. We gotta wait till we get that teaser yeah. video. Then we'll, then we'll, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Brown Eyed Girls, fantastic. Yeah. All right, that bit of good news dropped. Uh, now we get to the end of another fantastic episode of Hallie Juku. Uh Cass. What what what's mm-hmm. going on in your world? What's going on in your neck of the woods? Sports odds and ends. Uh uh we're probably I, I mean there's no way around it. We're probably gonna talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So so shit that was a shit fest. I actually I actually uh I haven't told but I think I'm going to frame this as maybe one of the worst Super Bowls ever. <laughs> and in that, I'm not only I'm not only talking about just the game. I also mean everything surrounding it. Very SB Nation style fucking like the worst Super Bowl ever. If you've ever seen an SB Nation, this is what drop on JVZ on the next sports on it. So tune in yes. for that. Um, yes. because I think, I think there is a, just a cavalcade of things that might make this the worst Super Bowl ever. Um, so there's that for sports odds and ends. Definitely always check out, uh, DKG. Well, uh, we're trying to come in strong on uh, season three, as I've just decided to randomly start dropping when new seasons come, you never know how many episodes you're going to get in the season. So, you, you know, it just is what it is. Yes. <laughs> um, uh you know so just uh you know it'll 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 be what it is so um yes. definitely check that out sports odds and ends um and then vegas is coming up uh that's the thing that's happening and i'm going to conventions again so that's the thing yes. that's happening too look out, look out for that probably get more stuff from that at king kaz uh we're both going to vegas so that's gonna be fun stuff probably do We'll do stuff there. Uh, he's a king guys. I'm a Petey Rave. The show is a Hallyjuku. Uh, Kpoppodcast.com is a great way to share with people. Or just Hallyjuku.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube. Uh, yeah, do all the things. Subscribe. Like, share. Do all the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Season your goddamn chicken. Onion.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>